Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by asweatlife.com on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Gina Anderson Cohen, founder and CEO of A Sweat Life, and with me today is Israel Adonaje. He is many things. Um, he grew up in Canada, played in the CFL, played in the NFL, and now he is a many time over entrepreneur. Israel, how do you describe yourself today? Yeah, you know, I just. I describe myself as just an entrepreneur and, and really I feel like I'm just above all things a creative. Like I just feel like I love to create regardless of what lane it's in, if it's in health and wellness, in manufacturing, uh, in the creative space and the arts, I just, I love creativity. And, and that's like the root of my entrepreneurial engine, just creating. So um, it's just something I love to do. And, and uh, thanks for having me to, to be a part of the show and a part of the community. Thank you. Thanks for being on. And before we jump into your goals, um, for the love of Chicago, we must talk about your time on the Bears. Um, from what I from what I have read, um, Chicago was always a goal, but you wanted to play for the Bulls. Is that right? That's that's absolutely right. Yeah. So my my, my parents are very academic. Growing up, we were very strict in our household and as a part of our daily routine, we needed to journal. And at the beginning of the year, when I was 13, you'd write kind of what your life goals were. And mine were, you know, my dream was to play for the Chicago Bulls. And I had this vision at 13 of like, starring alongside Michael Jordan and, and playing on the Bulls. And just like, that was what I worked for. Secondly, I wanted to be a child psychologist. And my third thing was a veterinarian. So they made us kind of write down, like these are the three things that you would hope to do um, with your life, with your skills, with your, with your gifts. And uh, yeah, uh, bulls, you know, psychology and, and dogs were my, my passion at the ripe age of 13. So uh, it's just interesting. I'm, a, I'm really big in, 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 on intention and, you know, setting goals, writing them down and the ability to manifest your present reality through the thoughts and the things that you say. And um, at a very young age, I, I was able, thankfully, to experience that having to write down my goals every day and, and to, to think about what I wanted out of my life and what I wanted to achieve. And, and, and although, you know, I didn't end up playing for the Bulls, you know, there's this interesting path that led me to playing at an elite level of sports for the Bears in Chicago for, for 10 incredible seasons. So that's a long time um, to play professional football, first of all, and a long time to play in one city. Um, we were so happy to have you. <laughs> uh, so you're one of very few people to go from the Canadian Football League to the NFL. Can you can you talk through how that happened? Yeah, it was it was interesting. You know, playing football was never really something that I I dreamt of doing as a child. You know, I. I Basketball was my sport. I loved basketball, and that was like my passion as as a kid. As I grew up, I actually started running an after school program at the YMCA, and, and my boss at that program came to me when I was in grade twelve and asked me to come play football because working closely, so closely together, he knew that I was a good athlete, and he wanted to start this nine-man football league, and he wanted me to play. He begged me to play. He convinced me to play. At the end of that season. He came to me and said, hey, I think you'd be a great football player. I want to get you to try out for Team Manitoba, which is like the state team, the provincial team. And I said, okay, thanks. In one ear, out the other. I did not want to play football. He then later called my mother and told her he got a tryout for, for this provincial team. 
and she drove me two and a half hours against my will. And I was not happy. I remember I cried on the car on the way down there. And I got to the practice being competitive. I played hard and I made the team. And, and at that practice was the head coach of the University of Manitoba, which I later played there for five years. And uh, it was just one you know, serendipitous event after the next. And yeah, we, I worked hard. I had a lot of support along the way. But during kind of the hard times, during the grind, during the times in the journey where I didn't want to keep fighting, I, I was fortunate to have people support and uplift and like push me in the right direction through some of those challenging moments. And for all of us, that sometimes makes the world the difference. You know, being an entrepreneur, not even just being an entrepreneur, but fighting in anything to go from one level where you are to the next in life is hard, right? It's challenging, right? Trying to break through uh, any barrier, trying to accomplish something you've never done before. It's difficult, it's hard. And to have the, the right support system and the right people around you makes the world a difference, especially when the grind gets hard. So I was thankful to, to have had that on multiple levels through sport. And then even, even also as an entrepreneur, starting my first business and, and trying to really crack into this entrepreneurial space in a meaningful way, uh, the, the, the roads really parallel the journey in sport and, and in anything in life as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of synergy there. And I know I could ask you a million follow-ups, but before we jump into your goals, um, let's talk about what you're sitting in front of right now. You're sitting in front of the insignia, the logo for your gym in Chicago South Loop Restore. Yes. How did that yeah. come to be? Yeah, I'm in Restore. So I created the Restore concept about two years ago. You know, I'm like I said, I'm like I I have a book full of ideas and create creative things and just things that, as far as when I think of something or, or when I think of of just these equations that are products in our world. I'm always trying to solve gaps. Like what, what if we could have a space that had this, 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 right? So Restore was one of those things where I created it a number of years ago. And the concept was just to have a, a incredible facility that was about transformation, helping people transform their bodies, whether losing fat or gaining muscle, getting stronger, helping people get mentally stronger as well. But in that studio in that concept being able to do your workouts do your recovery just do multiple modalities out of one space and then i had an opportunity you know with this building just to to bring it to life a year ago so yeah august was our first year and uh we rebuilt the space this is like b1 we're working on our our next level studio now which is i'm really excited to open here in the city and and it was just an amazing experience to take i love the experience of like taking something from seed the idea and putting in that work on it and then bringing it to life. And it's like a cook who chefs something up and then you give it to that person to taste for the first time and you're watching patiently to get their feedback, right? So the ideas, the concepts we have, all our workouts are 30 minutes for the most part. We do have a 60 minute program, but to, to be able to get people in here, do the workouts after the first month, 30 days, the first full year, and just to see people truly transform their lives uh, just from working out and being a part of incredible communities been, has been absolutely just amazing. So yeah, this is Restore. We're here in the South Loop and it's, it's been great. And I've taken a class with you before and it's a yeah, little it's bit like psychology, right? Like you're pushing <laughs> people and, and pulling yeah. the best from them. So, I mean, you got to Chicago, played for the Bears. You're kind of an adult psychologist. Do you have a dog? I do. I just did get a dog. His name is Finn. He's a little French bulldog. Four months, four months old, you know, so he's in heavy training right now. I'm training him every day. We're running, 
you know, I got him just, he's in, he's in like training camp for puppies right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do agree with you. As I look back at where I am today, I feel like the, the goals that I set at 13 and I feel like I've kind of exercised components of each of those visions, you know, through the work we do in the community, I work with kids every day, right? Uh, I was able to play in Chicago at an elite level for a number of years. And, and, you know, yeah, now I have a dog and, and I get to work with my dog every day. So, so it's, it's been truly, and that's, that's truly what I feel about life. Like life is this incredible journey that we all are the conductor of our own journey, right? Everything that I wish and hope to do with my life, you know, it's up to me to do it, right? And, and just, you know, cut loose of the barriers, cut loose of the things that might be holding you back physically, but also mentally or, or around you, the people, and go get it. And, 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 you know, there's so many things in this last year, in this 2020, this year, this season we're in, that have just reminded all of us of how short this journey is and the importance of just go get it, right? Leave no regrets, push and go get it. And that's just, that's my approach. It's like, well, you're going to open a gym. I'm like, you know, yeah, why not? You know, and if it, if it doesn't work out, guess what? I'll be okay. Right. I'll be, I'll be just fine. And, and that approach uh, just really will serve us all very well. Mm -hmm. My dog has decided to join us as well. Um, so I, if, <laughs> it's Maverick, Maverick, the dog, he is yeah. burrowing under my blanket currently yeah. because I What's conduct, he's a lab pit bull and pug and he Ooh, is, nice. 100% angel. Um, so, so he's shifting. If you watch me shift at home, that yeah, is. Exactly. He's taking over the podcast. That's, it's, it's We Got Maverick. Um, let's jump in. Let's talk about a big goal. I know we, we've talked a lot about your 13-year-old self. I want to hear about a big goal you've set in the past and accomplished and why it was important to you. Yeah, I mean, I think the first goal that I would, I would say that was the biggest goal that I was able to accomplish was, was making it in the NFL. And, and I think there's kind of levels to that story in that, you know, I, I, the ability to persevere and achieve a goal, it's almost like a, it's a muscle, right? Like when you're younger, you know, you work hard and something doesn't work out and sometimes it's easy to quit and not keep fighting. And you'll hear people say like, just keep fighting, keep working, persevere. And the truth is when you keep fighting, when you never quit, when you push through, when you persevere, it might not be the win that you, you thought you were going to have on the other side, but there's always a win on the other side, either learn through the lesson and preparation for the next thing or the next objective, or you just absolutely crush it and you get to the other side and like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. Right. So when I look at like that first thing I really fought for, that was making it in the NFL, right. It was, you know, kid from Canada, you know, I was, one of a handful of Canadian kids who went to school in Canada, not coming to, through an American system to, to make it on a team, to play in the NFL as long as I had. And, and that first year was challenging, right? It was, it was full of ups and downs. I needed to play special teams. I needed to do all these things. I had to create the value uh, to show the team that, yeah, let's keep this kid on this 53-man roster when they had first round draft picks, second round draft picks, guys that they've given all this money to, money to guys from the years before that were already in, established in the program that, you know, there's only X amount of seats. I had to, to take a seat. Right. And that first year was challenging. They, they, I made it through that first year. They sent me to, to NFL Europe. I lived in, in Germany for four months, played for the Berlin Thunder. 
came back and was able to make the 53-man roster. But but along that journey, or just the NFL journey, there was there was kind of all of these little mini goals that I had set. And I think that, to me, is kind of the lesson in that first journey that I've taken through everything that I've done. You know, and as you embark on any dream or any vision, achieving any goal, set the top of the mountain. Like, at the end of the day, my goal was, when I started, the first goal was to play at least 10 years. You know, this is, I was 21 years old, and I wrote down kind of like, in my NFL career, these are the things I want to do. So the importance of just, you got to write it down. I wanted to play at least 10 years. I was able to achieve that. I wanted to make a Pro Bowl um, of my goals. That's like the one thing I didn't fully do. I was I was selected as, as an alternate, which was close. That that meaning, if somebody got hurt, I would have been able to go. Um, but I was close. I like I was like highly voted to make it that year. But I was close on that goal. I wanted to to make a million dollars by the time I was 25 years old. I set that goal. Actually, that goal to achieve a million dollars by 25, I I wrote when I was 13 as well. So that was a that was like when I got to the NFL at 21, that was on the top of that list. Like I'm gonna make my first million dollars. And it's funny at the time, a million dollars seemed like so much money. You know, as you're a child, you're like, oh, I need just one million dollars, <laughs> all the money in the world. And that was like I just wrote like in my NFL career, I'm gonna play 10 years. If I could just make one million dollars, like that's all I'll need for like myself, my family, and and um, and then. I, I wanted to become a starter, right? To, to be able to not just be a backup, but to earn a, a starting spot. And the final goal I had on my list was that I wanted to pay off my parents' house and, and help my parents to be debt-free, right? So at 21, just getting in the league, like that was my target list. That was my goal chart. So, you know, to any young entrepreneur out there in any space, just health and fitness or in any other vertical, you know, the importance of, like before you start climbing the mountain, like write down what you wish to accomplish as you begin that journey. And through my, my journey in the NFL, you know, all of the lessons that I learned over that journey, especially those first three to five years where it was like really the grind, you know, by year four or five, I was established. Like I had a contract. I was on the team. I knew my role. Like it was, I was kind of in, 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 in that, that autopilot mode, but those first three years, nothing was promised. I had to go out there and earn it every day on the practice field, earn it every day with, with great game film. Right. And, you know, so, so over those years, I, you know, again, just messages to pass on is, you know, learn to, to, to set little wins. You talk about the big win is like, Hey, I want to make it 10 years. Well, before you can make it 10 years, you got to make it through this year, right? Before you can make it through this year, you got to make the first cuts, right? Before you make it, you know, this year, you got to, you got to make it on that active roster. You got to, you know, if you want to start, you've got to be able to maybe come in on just, you know, third down, nickel down. So there's all of these, what I call micro wins that you need to kind of set knowing that if you can achieve your first micro win, that will put you in the line in path for your second micro win, your third micro win. And if you get enough of those micro wins along the way, that's how you scale the top of the mountain, right? So often, people just look at the top of the goal, the top of the mountain, and it, it's daunting, right? You know, at 21, never having played a game in the NFL to say, oh, I'm going to have a 10-year career. It's, it's a big task. And, and most people would not have bet for me to make it. You know, the average career in the NFL is three years, right? So how do you get to that goal 10 years? Well, it's just step by step, year by year. So, um, you know, setting those micro wins. The second, I guess, key that I'll, before we move on is just, Find, find a way to create value, right? You know, 
so often as entrepreneurs, we have this vision of like how we want things to work. And sometimes, well, not sometimes, I can almost promise you it does not go exactly how <laughs> you want it to go. And when things kind of veer off path, we need to be able to step back and say like, where is the value here? Where is the win? Where's the opportunity? And more often than not, what you thought you were going to do or where you thought you were going to go, you got to be able to pivot and find the new opportunity, find that new value and start working in that, in that lane, right? So for me, it was I wanted to play defensive end. They told me I got to play special teams. I, I said, okay, and I learned special teams. I also knew the end position, which was where I wanted to be. I knew the three technique. I knew the nose. You know, and then I knew everything on special teams. Like I, I, I took the time. Nobody asked me to, to learn all these extra positions or be able to do all these extra things. But I knew that the more I could do, the more value I could create. And that was the pivot. It's, it's you know, the guys who come in are just like, I only want to do this one thing. You know, they, they get cut or they, they get, you know, they end up, you know, falling off, not being able to perform because they've been put in a situation that they're not prepared for. So, so just for anyone working out there towards that dream or vision, sometimes you got to widen your, your view and your perspective, not so narrow in what you wanted to do or what you thought, widen your view so you can find the value in some other lanes. And, and I think with setting those micro wins and finding meaningful value in the way that you're working, uh, you can find a lot of success there. It's, it's so interesting to hear you sort of analyze your career in the NFL too, because it, you can hear so many ways that it translates now to entrepreneurship without you even having to say it, you know, the, the pivot, um, even always presenting value. Um, that's super valuable, uh, in, in the business world. Um, what, is there anything else that you're sort of translating over from your career in the NFL, uh, to your career as an entrepreneur now? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, something that I probably didn't do very well through my professional career was, you know, I never took the time necessarily just to celebrate the little wins. I think I've, as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at that. It's like I've, I've, I've always been like super step-by-step -step work, grind, grind. You know, now I'm, you know, almost 40. Over the last probably – Ooh, probably over the last five years, I've really been intentional about learning to enjoy the journey a little bit more while you're in it. And I say that because so often my old approach was just like grind, grind, grind. When you get to the win at the end or when you get to that first micro win, then you have a little celebration, you know, short memory, put it behind you and then you focus mm -hmm. on the next grind. And and I've kind of broadened my philosophy as the years have gone by that, especially when you're building a company you have all these people that are on the journey with you, right? You have entrepreneurs that are on the ride with you. You have people that have, that have said, hey, I'm going to bring my skill set to your company, to your vision, to your dream. And that grind approach is hard when you start to grow a team, especially in the business space. So, so finding a way to really enjoy, even while the grind's happening, to enjoy the ride with your team with the people that are on it with you to celebrate them, to celebrate those micro wins, to highlight the gifts and like what people contribute on the way. Uh, it just really goes a long way in re-energizing everybody. And, you know, as you know, like building companies, being, building anything, building a vision is hard work, right? And just the approach of 
celebrating more while you're in the grind. It just, uh, it, makes the, it makes the whole experience more enjoyable for everybody. So I've really tried to be more intentional about that uh, as, we, as we just work as entrepreneurs in our, in our, uh, in our companies. And, and uh, it, it does, it's very different from kind of the football world that I lived in where it's just like, it was a little bit more cutthroat, harsh, and direct where now it's, it's, you know, we have a little, our, our edges are a little softer now as, as we build and work. I like that. Um, before we jump into the goal you're striving to achieve in the, in the future, you want to name the companies you're working on right now or yes, missions? Think, yeah, for sure. So my, our core business is manufacturing, uh, manufacturing. We, we run a manufacturing business here in Chicago called Blessed. We're the world's leader in pre-filled communion cups. So if you've ever been to a church with, had a little communion cup with the juice and the wafer in it. Uh, we manufacture those here in the city. And uh, that's just been a great business that I've been running for the last 12 years. It's been phenomenal. And I did so many lessons learned in that journey from sport that, that we took into that business as we built a team around it and, and just trying to execute from a place of performance and excellence, right? Uh, we also just opened up in March in the midst of a pandemic, our first work club called Fabric. It's 40,000 square feet. It's, it's uh, Chicago's first philanthropy hub. We have over 200 members, individuals that, are, that wake up every day and are dedicated to, to giving and supporting and changing Chicago for the better, better. It's a philanthropy center and some of Chicago's top funders and grantors of education, you know, the arts, you know, equity, you know, food and shelter, you name it, uh, come to Fabric every day and work and build. And uh, Impact House is, is where, uh, is that space is what we call it. And it's just been, it's been, a, it's been incredible. And then, and then just here, restore. That's nothing. You're not working on anything. Um, <laughs> okay, so with all of that in the background, your, your history, your goals, your companies, what's a big goal that you're striving to accomplish in the future and how are you going to get there? Yeah, I'd say my, my big goal that I have set in front of me now is, is actually this health and wellness brand restore, right? I've been really focused on just dialing in the programming over the last year. We've really done that. You know, we, we, it's a combination of classes and it's a combination of what we call challenges to help people lose fat, build muscle. And, you know, like any philosophy, you need to really dial in the nuance of it, especially when you, you bring in, we're now at, you know, 80 clients plus, and everybody's different, right? So how do you apply a philosophy to, in a way that it, could, it, can, it can mold and change to each individual and meet them where they're at and still allow them to start their transformation journey in whatever way that means for them, right? So that's been really exciting, kind of dialing that in. Uh, and then we're about to now vertically integrate an apparel line and a, a beverage line. So you'll be able to get, you know, some really amazing gear. You'll be able to get your hydration products through Restore and some nutrition products through Restore. And, and then, yeah, so I'm looking just to put all of that together in a package. And really it's narrative, right? Everything to me, I really kind of see everything through a, a lens of narrative. And, you know, telling a story of how you can come into this studio and start your transformation, whether it be, you know, with the workouts, with the recovery uh, protocols and nutrition, hydration, 
mindset is such an important part of everything, right? And, uh, and, and then the goal being what we're trying to do here, where I'm trying to do is scale to five studios. So that to me is like the, the, the top of the mountain, right? To have five restores, to have an army of trainers that are able to execute outside of me. I think me doing it is one thing, but if I'm able to have an, another trainer or two have their own studio and still have the same results that we're getting here and having clients come in one way and like leave another way, like that to me is really an exciting challenge that, that over the last, you know, 12 months plus that we've been really ironing out and dialing in. And uh, I can't, I can't wait. It's a lot of work as, as we know, but um, it's, it's kind of like, the, the main thing I'm swinging my axe on right now. And I think after we, we do this, I'm going to be officially retired. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> then you can do, you just get a bunch of dogs. Um, That's it. <laughs> hang out. Um, so, so many questions. I know you mentioned that you're about to build kind of your ideal restore. What, it, what what's that going to look like when you walk in the door? What does it have? Yeah, well, so I think it starts with this restore that I'm in. We kind of inherited the space. It was an old gym already. So when I think of, of like the narrative or even the experience we want somebody to walk to, to have when they come in, in this studio today, it's not, it's not the experience that we want a restore uh, member to have. So that new studio, again, it's, it's got to be a, uh, just as far as how I want somebody to feel when they come in. We want them to feel like it's a safe space that it's a space that where they walk in, it meets them where they're at. Like if you've never worked out a day in your life, you come in to restore and the words that you see in the space, the energy that's in the space, we can connect with you. If you're like a complete warrior and you just like, you wake up every day eating weights and you walk <laughs> in to restore, we want that same narrative, that same energy to be like, yes, I'm home, I'm ready to grind, right? And, and you know, that, that, when you walk in the door, that first experience when you step in the door is so important to that. We don't have that here in this first studio. The next studio, we're really designing it. So when you walk in, you get to immediately kind of feel our core, our five core principles. Like we were built off in our five core uh, moral kind of values are lead with love, you know, build positive relationships, think outside the box, you know, find balance, and you know, um, at the end of the day, unlock your full potential, right? So that logo is that those five kind of um, monikers are what our our logo represents and stands for. As you look at the inside of the logo, is like represents a heart, an upper and lower ventricle. You know, it's a box, but you can get out of it. Think outside of the box. You know, build positive relationships. As you look at two hands coming together to shake their hands, it's that that symbol between the thumb and the pointer finger, you know, and, uh, and then the yin and the yang of the finding the balance as well. So, so that is what the space represents and what we want people to feel when they walk in. And then when you come into that studio, it's a whole different um, experience. We, over the pandemic, we've designed this new, we're calling it the zone protocol. So the new studio will have that zone protocol where a member never actually, our first, when we launched, you used to transfer into six different stations with the new zone protocol, which we'll use forever moving forward. You will just come into your zone, whether we're doing strength or endurance, you just work in your zone for the full 30 minutes. And then we'll also have our cryo, our infrared sauna, our massage tables, 
you know, and, and then like just showers and kind of recovery and all these other things that people can kind of just do as, as passive sessions within the space. So that's what this new studio is going to dial in and look out like also, and then we'll have our juice bar where you can get our, our hydration protocols and all that stuff as well. And, and that's it. So like we're, and, and then the key being, all of that needs to fit in 5,000 square feet or less. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the key. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so I'm really excited about, uh, you know, finding that 5,000 square foot or 4,300 to 5,000 square foot space. And then uh, opening the second studio up there along with our new design, our new branding, all the new pieces. And then, uh, and then shifting everybody into that new space. And I can't wait. What what's most striking to me about the way you just described the future is that it's like COVID doesn't exist. When you talk about this, like you're already past it, you're beyond it. Um, it and what's interesting is that people in the fitness industry are having ongoing conversations about what is the future of fitness? Do, do gyms exist in the future, et cetera? Like, how has that shifted your perspective and your goals for Restore? Yeah, it's interesting, you know, pre-COVID, we would have, we weren't doing any virtual classes. We now do a virtual challenge every other week. And that virtual training piece, we will, we will do forever, right? It is such an incredible tool. And we're actually about to launch our virtual membership, which, uh, and over, over the last, oof, I don't know, six six months, five months, how long have we been in pandemic now? It's forever, wow. forever. <laughs> yeah. you, know, um, you know, we've had people from Brazil, the Netherlands, Canada, you know, all over the place were join us on Instagram to work out. And it's just been, it's been just a real eye, eye opener. So as you can, as we all know, the, the notion of virtual training is here. When you look at things like Tonal and Peloton and these other pro products that allow people just kind of to work from home. But above everything else, I think something that will never go away is just community, which is so important. There's still nothing like, and I love Peloton. I have one. I ride. I get to compete and ride with my friends together and other people and try to like get that first place or place in the top thousand, whatever it might be. But there's nothing like getting in a space and having the energy of people pushing with me, working with me. And so we, we, we think it, that the future will be a combination of virtual protocols. And then there will be a notion of still having, you know, in-studio work. But I think opening a new studio, it, it's, it, you'd be wise to, to design it so that during a pandemic or doing any type of thing that you'd be able to, so, to set everything eight feet apart and execute a protocol safe distance where members don't have to cross their each other's space. And, uh, and I think that's gonna be really important in the studio of the future as well. Yeah, I, we like to call that digital brick and mortar around here. It's, yeah. It is absolutely the future of, I believe the future of fitness uh, or the future of studio fitness. Um, I'm gonna have to get your leaderboard name um, offline. Have you actually won a Peloton class? I have like come first in one. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I, I have won one, but it's only like with my, it's private. It's just my people. I'm saying, hey, let's ride. Let's ride. ride. Like I, and I'm just inviting people I know I can beat, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when I, when I do like the big rides, I mean, and generally I ride probably the same rides and it's just like 
you know, I, I think my best, I've come in maybe, I think 533 out of, you know, thousands of people. I mean, but there's some folks out there that are riding. It's next level, right? Yeah. Not ready for that yet. No, I know. I, I like to uh, post my rides after the fact. We'll get back to you in a second. I like to post my rides after the fact and always use hashtag didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One but day I'd finished. like to win. But you finished. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm so excited for um, this next restore and the four after that. Um, when your digital membership is out there, how will listeners find it? Yeah, so we, we'll, we'll definitely post it on all our social media at Team RSTR. So you can follow us on Instagram or Facebook, just Team RSTR as well. And if you want to even just email us, reach out to us, we, uh, we can add you to our mailing list. And that's team at teamrestore.com. And yeah, we're really excited to, again, just get some of these, these protocols up and running digitally so anybody anywhere in the world can work out with us. We, you know, I, I truly believe at my core, in my, from my core, that health and wellness is something that should be afforded to everybody, right? If the opportunity to, to allow your body to build or work or develop to be its best, is, it's, it's a hard journey for some, right? And you need support, you need help. And, and I think the vision behind that virtual training is that hopefully we can meet anybody where they're at, wherever they are in the world and start to get them on that slow path that slow journey up that mountain of transformation. And, and uh, that's really exciting to, to think through, you know, what that looks like to off, to be able to offer something that could meet somebody anywhere in the world where they are so they can start to ultimately build the best version of themselves. So um, I think virtual training for gyms all over the world, that's really exciting. And, and uh, we're just looking forward to being a part of it. And wherever you are in the world, you can work out with Israel Adonijay. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll post in the show notes a link to your Instagram so people can be sure to follow along. Um, I want to talk to you all day, but I know we, we got to wrap up soon. So last question um, for the folks at home, give them a tip. What is something that's keeping you healthy, sane, or productive in this weird pandemic time? Yeah, so I'd say, you know, the tip that I would give to all of our listeners is that, and it's a tip that, that I, I started personally for myself and for our community here when pandemic started, that, you know, at the end of this whole situation that we're in, you know, just make a, make a commitment to yourself that you promise, you commit to yourself that you're going to be better on the other side of this thing than you are today, right? That like, there's going to be some sort of advancement for you, for me, for us, you know, whether it be six months from now, whether it be when there's a vaccine, like make, make a commitment to yourself that the version of you when this is all over is going to be better than the version of you today. Now, what is the actual steps behind that? And I, what I, what we did was that we cut it into two different paths that I want everybody to take. The first, first path is obviously the health and physicality of it. So that physically you're going to be in some capacity better and better. And it, it starts with just 30 minutes a day, a commitment to do something for 30 minutes a day. If that's just walk, wake up every day and just go for a nice brisk walk. If it's, you got a gym in your house, work out at the gym. If it's joining any of the amazing virtual programs that are happening all over the city that you're in, get it in, right? That first commitment of just every day, 
for six days a week, I'm going to work out for 30 minutes, 30 minutes. That's such a small commitment, but I promise you it will pay great dividends as you start to climb this mountain for your transformation. The second thing that I want all of us to work towards that will go a long way in just us being in a better mental space when this is all over is to take some time to sharpen a gift that you know you have that's kind of been on the shelf, a skill set, something that you are kind of quietly passionate about or secretly passionate about. Take some time every week, if it's just one hour a week or a few 30 minutes every day. However, set aside some time in that week to sharpen that gift, right? If it's like, I've always wanted to play guitar, find some time to do that. I always wanted just to draw or to learn to sing, to learn to do anything, anything that's kind of like a side passion. Like I'm not a great cook. I've always wanted to learn to cook. Take the time in that week, in those seven days, write it down, allocate some time for you. No one else matters. Not the kids, not your husband, not your job. Like this is my own personal self-development time and work on sharpening that gift. Right. And, and what you'll find is just that one, that allotment of time weekly is going to turn into like the development of this skill and this gift and just over. And again, we don't know when this will all be over, but, but when it's all over and said and done, the goal being that you would have just had some time for you to unpack, you know, whatever you're going through emotionally, like I'm going through things, we're all going through things in life emotionally. Uh, but there's nothing like just taking time for self as far as finding a way to energize yourself and just to re recharge your own battery. And, and that's just so important. So 30 minutes of physical activity, and it could be even as simple as a simple brisk walk to whatever you want it to be as high level as you want it. And then finding time to sharpen a new gift. And, you know, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, all of those things are just working towards helping you to, to build the best version of you. And I always say that, you know, so many of us are, are, are busy raising kids, running a company, working for somebody else, building a company. Like life is hard and busy, right? The best, the better you build yourself, the best version of you does a better job of whatever it is that you're fighting for every day. So the stronger you can build yourself physically and mentally, that'll just make you better in life. You know, a better you has better output in anything. So, so that's, that's just the ask from me to everybody listening that you just make that commitment for yourself over, over the next indefinite window as, as you work. And then some point in time, maybe after this pandemic, we'll check back in and uh, we want to just know what everybody's been doing is as far as their workouts, 30 minutes and sharpening of their gift, like what new gifts or skills have we all learned? I love that. I want to call you Professor Izzy. Um, <laughs> you got a real professorial thing going on. That's funny. It has been an utter delight um, to spend this time with you today. Thank you so much for joining me on, on We Got Goals. Um, and from all of us here at A Sweat Life, thanks so much. Thank you.